Girlfriends, episode number 158. Here's why you're giving up on exercise. Hello and welcome to Girlfriends. I'm Danielle Bean. I'm a wife and a mom, and I'm on a mission to help you know your worth as a woman so you can find peace, balance, and joy in family living. This week, we're talking about reasons why you might be struggling with the temptation to give up on exercise and some tips for how to handle that. Can't wait to get started. Join me. Hey, girlfriends. Welcome. Glad you're here. Glad you're joining me. Always happy to connect here on the Girlfriends Podcast. Glad you're showing up for another episode because I'm here and I'm glad that we're able to connect in this way. So before we dive in, I wanted to just make a little side note because um, something happened in the past week that I just wanted to share with you. We've been talking on previous episodes about struggling with trust, about how I feel that trust is something that God's really calling me to work on in this year. It's one of my spiritual goals for 2019 to be praying the litany of trust, which I've linked to in previous episodes, but I'll continue to link in case uh, new listeners are tuning in and are interested in that particular prayer from the Sisters of Life. Um, and I've been good. I've been good about praying that every day. I've also been good about praying that litany of humility, as painful as it sometimes is to pray. Um, I think it's been good daily reminders for me to trust in God and to work on humility and work on giving up those areas of my life where I'm tempted toward pride. So I hope you've been joining me in those prayers. If not, consider doing it. I would love for us to be kind of taking on this prayerful journey here together through the Girlfriends podcast. But since this happened in um, this past week, I wanted to share with you this little quick story where it was about uh, a week ago that I was out late driving one of my sons somewhere, picking him up late and came back late. And um, Dan and I watched a movie when I got back. And then I went upstairs when we were getting ready for bed and I was taking off my rings as I always do um, for bedtime. And so one of my rings, so a little backstory to this story is um, it's it's a, a single diamond, like a wedding ring, like an engagement ring, but it is not my engagement ring. Because my engagement ring that Dan gave me when we actually got engaged many years ago, I lost the stone out of it a long time ago. It's terrible, terrible, sad story and um, never replaced it. And I was happy to just wear a band for many years. And then eventually, I think through pregnancy or something, when I was dealing with some swelling issues, I ended up taking the band off. And then I kind of stopped wearing a wedding ring. And it did, it did bother me. I mean, I'm not overly attached to, to jewelry. I mean, I, I like jewelry, but I'm not overly attached to items like that. Um, I'm happy to have even just a cheap pair of earrings or whatever. Um, so it wasn't about that, but I didn't like the fact that my hands didn't look like I was married, you know, especially in work situations. And I don't know, it just, it, it started to bother me more and more. And I, I mentioned this to Dan. And then so last year, it's almost exactly a year ago, because it was right before Valentine's Day last year, he bought me this new ring, which is beautiful. It has a beautiful diamond. And I've been wearing it on my wedding ring finger ever since. So anyway, going back into the story from last week, as I was putting my jewelry on, I have these little bunnies by my bed on a shelf by my bed with these long ears and it's meant to be a ring holder. So I put my rings on there at night so that I won't damage them while I'm sleeping. And when I went to do that, I looked at my ring that Dan had bought me, my wedding ring, my now wedding ring, and the stone was gone. It was gone. It was like white. 
and I was aghast. I was horrified. I, I was beside myself. Um, so I went right into the bathroom where I'd just been and was checking the sink, was checking the shower drain, was checking the towel I used, was checking everywhere. And I was just completely, uh, utterly devastated by this thing that I had just discovered. And, uh, I didn't want to disturb Dan. We were going to bed and I thought, I'm going to just, there's nothing I can do about this right now. I'm going to tell him about it in the morning and we'll deal with it together in the morning. So went to bed, didn't sleep at all. <laughs> this is terrible. I mean, it's not about however much money Dan spent on this ring. It's not about that. It was about how much, how much meaning was behind it and the gift, you know, the thoughtful gift that he made to me out of this ring and how I knew he had selected that stone especially. And Dan's very discerning when he's buying such things. And I knew it was very important. And I was just completely devastated um, for the loss of that stone. And I, I did, honestly, I, I don't think I slept at all. <laughs> Maybe a few, few minutes here and there, but I was just so distraught over this. And I had to get up early for something the next morning. So um, when my alarm went off, I got up and I grabbed my rings off of the bunnies, went into the bathroom and looked real hard at that ring. And all of a sudden I thought, maybe, maybe this ring is not missing its stone. Maybe there's something on the stone. And so I ran it under warm water and no, it was still white, but I could feel something there. And so I ran it longer under warm water and brushed it gently with a washcloth. And sure enough, there was my diamond. It was, it was intact. Something had just coated the ring. I don't know if I used some kind of soap or something. Anyway, something I did during the day previous had coated the stone and it was there all along. So why am I telling you the story? Because during that night where I was sleepless and I was devastated feeling over the ring, I again and again and again told Jesus that I trust in him. And told Jesus how sad I was and how sorry I was and how devastated I was for the loss of that ring. And yet I was giving that to him and I was putting that distress in his hands and trusting in him. And I felt that morning, like, first of all, completely overjoyed and so grateful, right? But at the same time, I felt like I had been tested. I felt like God had tested me a little bit in a very unpleasant way. <laughs> you know, and I think of, you know, Abraham, when he was called to sacrifice his son, Isaac, that story that I am so uncomfortable reading right from the Bible, where God tells Abraham to bring his son, Isaac, his beloved son, Isaac up the mountain and sacrifice him, right? And Abraham does it, trusts in God. But imagine what that walk up the mountain might have felt like. Imagine how hard it would be to trust God in circumstances like those. I mean, I'm just here worried about a silly ring, right? Anyway, I found that very interesting that during this time where I'm, I'm renewing my dedication toward working on trust and praying the litany of trust every day, that I did feel that I was tested in that way, in a small thing. And I, I want to encourage you to look for times in your life where God might be testing you, where you have an opportunity to place your trust in him, even when it's hard, even when you're devastated, even when you're hurting, even when you're upset, even when you're discouraged. And think about those opportunities as perhaps a way that a loving God is testing your trust in him.
So anyway, that's my little beginning story <laughs> on trust, which has nothing to do with this week's topic. But if you've experienced something similar, I would love to hear from you because I, I find these kinds of stories so inspiring and encouraging because we all have trials like that, little trials like that. And I find the greatest test, the greatest thing is the greatest challenge in those moments is to place our trust in God. It's easy to say we trust in God when everything's going great and going the way we would we would want it to, right? But when you, you're feeling uh, pained, when you're feeling grieved, when you're feeling that you've lost something, when you're feeling betrayed, when you're feeling alone, those are the hard times. So anyway, I want to invite you to continue to pray that litany of trust with me and share with me your stories of challenges in the area of trust. All right, but that said, let's dive into this week's topic, which is, here's why you're giving up on exercise. So this particular topic is inspired by listener Grace, who contacted me through Instagram, and she asked, do you have any tips to share for those of us who are skipping in our commitment to exercise? I had such great goals at the start of this new year, but I'm already slacking. I really do want to exercise regularly, but I just can't seem to stick to anything I try. Please help. So... Grace, this is for you. I actually uh, had this kind of going in the back of my mind too, because I was thinking about these new year goals that we set, you know, going back a few weeks, a few episodes where we were encouraging each other to set health and fitness goals, spiritual goals, work and personal relationship goals, right? How are you doing? It's time for a check-in, isn't it? This is the time of year where you might find yourself like Grace. Uh, you might find yourself challenged to continue in your commitment to things that you took on at the beginning of the new year. My friends who go to gyms regularly, I, I don't belong to a gym, that's not my style, but uh, friends who do go tell me that this is the time of year when all of a sudden the crowds are thinning out, right? <laughs> January 2nd, it's really crowded at the gym, but this time of year, it's starting to go back to regular <laughs> regular populations in the gym. Um, so are you part of that crowd that's falling out of the habit of exercise? Did you commit to something at the start of the new year and you already find yourself skipping like Grace and feeling discouraged? I want to talk about why we do that. What are the reasons for it? Because I think that's the answer. I can't have one answer to fix, you know, everybody who's tempted to skip workouts. But if we look at some of the common reasons why you might be giving up on exercise, then we can we can work on those. We can talk about what to do about those and um, hopefully help you out there. All right. So the first reason I've got one, two, three, four, five, six reasons that I've listed here for why you might be giving up on exercise or my, why you might be tempted to give up on exercise. We don't, you don't have to have already given up to benefit from this conversation. So the first one that I want to mention is perhaps your workouts are too hard. Did you bite off more than you can reasonably chew at the start of this new year? It's really tempting to do that, right? We set these big goals and we talked about this in that in that goals podcast about setting reasonable goals for yourself, right? But sometimes we've put off beginning an exercise program for so long that we kind of want to make up for lost time. We just kind of beat ourselves up like, oh my gosh, it's been 12 months since I did anything physical. Now I've got to make up for it by taking on this super extra challenging kind of workout regimen. Well, the problem is if your workouts are too hard, you're not going to stick to them. You're going to get discouraged, right? Or maybe you haven't exercised in a long time and you're trying to pick right back up where you were. Also, not a reasonable goal, right? So if it's been like 12 weeks or more, I would say, since you last regularly exercised, 
consider yourself a beginner. Don't don't try to pick up with something that you did and were successful with before and think it's going to feel the same way and that you can handle it the same way, right? Maybe you used to run 10 miles a day. Maybe you ran marathons. Maybe you, you did P90X three times in a row. But if it's been a long time, accommodate for that. I know it's frustrating. We don't want to, right? Because it feels like a loss. But at the same time, you're trying to force something on your body that is in an unnatural way. And that's going to hurt and it's going to, it's going to feel uncomfortable and it's going to be, feel like something that you want to quit after not too long. So think about that. Is what you've taken on perhaps too hard or did you presume that you're in better shape than you actually are? I'll share with you over Christmas time, I was not in a regular exercise routine when I could I would sneak in a run, sneak in a walk, sneak in a, a short lifting workout, something like that. But I wasn't as organized about it as I normally am. And I wasn't following a particular program. And I certainly wasn't doing it every day. So, uh, you know, it, at the start of January, I decided that I would get back into a regular routine. And I was going back into my regular kind of, um, you know, I have kind of alternating days of cardio workout and strength training workout. And I was going back into that. But um, I quickly decided that I, I was actually uh, more out of shape than I thought I was. <laughs> I wasn't quite where I was. And so I thought, you know what, I'm going to try something different. And I've been doing... Um, T25. Some of you might be familiar with this. It's one of the Beachbody workout programs. Um, and Sean T, who's a fitness trainer, I, I really like him. I like his style. Um, he takes you through these 25 minute a day workouts. And I thought, well, I've never done this particular one before. I've done other Beachbody programs. And so it was worth the payment for doing Beachbody on demand because then I get access to all the stuff, all my favorite old timey workouts like P90X, Shalene Johnson workouts, that sort of thing. Um, but I really wanted to try this, which has been around for a while. It's not a new program at all. But the idea of 25 minutes a day appealed to me and I knew it was challenging from friends who had done it. And so I've been doing that. It's been a week now that I've been doing that particular program. Let me tell you, I am so sore. <laughs> It's really hard. And I have trouble getting through some of the workouts. I Through some of them, I have to hit the pause button just to catch my breath and or um, go with the person who's adapting the exercise to make it a little bit easier. You know how they usually have a person in a, in a group exercise program that's doing adapted exercises that maybe are a little bit easier or lower impact or something like that. I found myself doing that and I just have to get out of my own way, my own pride, like I should be at least at the intermediate level. No, not. I'm struggling through this. This is hard. And so just accepting where I am. So maybe you need to kind of regroup with regard to what you've taken on for your exercise program. If you're tempted to skip your workouts because they're too hard, maybe you need to admit that to yourself. Maybe you need to cut yourself some slack and ease up a little bit. Treat yourself like the beginner that you are and allow yourself to ease into it more so that it won't be such an intensely unpleasant, possibly injuring experience for you. So... Don't give into that temptation to try to make up for lost time. It doesn't work that way. It's not going to work. You're going to get discouraged and you're going to quit. So um, that's one part that you should think about, that maybe your workouts are too hard. All right. The next reason why you might be giving up on exercise is that exercise that you're currently doing doesn't fit your life. Your exercise schedule isn't fitting your life. What does that mean? It doesn't fit your lifestyle right? You need a schedule that's going to work for you. So maybe you've decided that you're going to work out 
after lunch in, you know, an hour before the kids get home from school. But you find yourself feeling really sluggish during that time. And you're kind of tempted to skip it more often than not. Or maybe you've decided that, um, you know, evenings after dinner time, before kids need you to get ready for bed, you're going to use that for your workout time. I know I've used that time in the past, but you find yourself interrupted by kids who need help with homework or a spouse who's looking for your time and attention. And you find yourself frustrated by that and giving up more often than not and pushing aside your workout for that reason, right? Um, maybe you've decided you're going to get up early in the morning every single day and exercise before the start of your day, which by the way, I do recommend <laughs> as hard as it can sometimes be. Um, but you're finding yourself just way too tired and hitting snooze more often than not and skipping it. Well, maybe that's, maybe you need a new plan. Maybe you need to make a different plan and, you know, ask yourself reasonably, maybe you decided that your schedule of working out is seven days a week and maybe that doesn't make sense. Maybe you need to cut that back a little bit. You need to choose days where you're 90% sure you can exercise. I remember once reading like a fitness advice kind of column or something, and it was like questions and answers. And one of the questions was, what's the best time of day to work out? So, you know, you want to know like, what's the optimal time for me to work out, you know, whatever. And the response was, when you are the most likely to actually do it. So it doesn't matter if it's the morning, if it's the middle of the day, if it's the evening time, right? That you, you if you're finding yourself struggling, to fit it in where you've decided that it can fit in, then maybe you need to pick a different spot. If you find yourself really like before your workout, say your workout is later in the day, like kind of arguing with yourself or making up excuses or looking for ways, loopholes to get out of it, then maybe you do need to move it earlier in your day before you have the time to kind of do that, right? Um, make sure that you you have the time to give to it, okay, before you commit to it and wind up feeling frustrated and skipping it, right? So um, make sure that you're also, this is something else, being reasonable about the amount of time it actually takes to exercise. Like I mentioned, I'm doing this T25, which is 25 minutes a day. It's more than that, right? By the time I change into my workout clothes um, and get my myself downstairs to the room that I use for working out and hit play, and then by the time I cool down and then take a shower and change into reg regular clothes, right? It's a lot of time. And maybe your time involves uh, even more setup, more pre-work besides that, or driving to the gym or, you know, meeting with a friend or whatever it is. You know, be honest about the amount of time your workout takes. It's more than just the, you know, the workout time. So be honest about that when you're looking in your schedule for where you can reasonably fit it in. So if your workout schedule doesn't fit your life, change it, fix it. You know, it's it's dumb to, to have this like perfect schedule that you're not even keeping if you're just going to quit anyway. Better to have a modified, less than ideal schedule in your own mind um, that you actually can do, that's actually doable for you, that you're less likely to be tempted to skip. Okay, so that's the second reason why maybe you're giving up on exercise. Number three, the third reason why maybe you are tempted to give up on exercise or you are giving up on exercise or you are tempted, right? It's because you don't like your workouts. You don't like what you're doing. There are lots of reasons to hate exercising. I will admit it doesn't always feel good. It hurts sometimes. 
it's really uncomfortable and unpleasant to be panting and out of breath. I tell you, when I'm hitting that pause on those T25 workouts, I don't feel good. It doesn't feel good. I want to quit, right? Okay, so there is some level of that in pretty much any kind of exercise you're doing. But if in general, the kind of exercise that you're trying to take on, you don't enjoy, then that's probably not for you. Like uh, my husband, Dan, for instance, has always been an athlete, but the man hates to run. He hates it. He's done it to please me sometimes, and he's gone on runs with me sometimes, but it absolutely is like a dread session for him. He hates it. And so he shouldn't be trying to force himself to do that, you know, maybe every once in a while to mix things up, but he he actually dreads it that much. Find something else to do, you know, play basketball, which he enjoys, or tennis or whatever. Um, so, you know, think about your your personality type and think about where you are in life right now and what appeals to you. Maybe something super challenging and over the top that you've done in the past isn't really a fit for you right now and your personality and where you are right now. If you're not enjoying it, right, then maybe maybe a spin class isn't for you, or maybe it is for you and you need to give up the Pilates class that you signed up for that you're not enjoying at all. Right. But think about like, if you're, if you're just bored with your workouts, time to switch it up. Right. Like I told you, I, I don't think you should be doing the same thing every day, 365 days out of the year for exercise. Uh, I, I think that's a recipe for failure. It's also a recipe for injury, by the way, because, um, you're going to be overusing certain parts of your body, whether you're always running or you're always swimming or you're, you know, always doing this one particular kind of yoga session or whatever it is, um, you know, mix it up. It's very healthy for you to do that, but it also makes it so you'll enjoy it more. Like part of this T25 that I'm enjoying right now is just that it's new. It's new stuff. It's not my same old, same old that I'm completely bored with. And, you know, in the future, I'll probably go back to those old workouts that I'm currently bored with and find them refreshing and different. And um, a nice change for the kind of exercise I'm doing, the way I'm moving my body, whatever it is. Um, and maybe you just don't like structured exercise. You don't want to you know, um, be on the elliptical for 30 minutes. You don't want to do this like, you know, circuit training um, with weights or whatever that's very structured like that. So maybe you want to play a sport. There are lots of opportunities to play a sport. I already mentioned basketball. That's a great sport for getting out of breath, right? Um, or, or tennis, sign up for a tennis league. Um, maybe you like to work outdoors, whether it's shoveling snow in the winter or gardening in the summertime or raking the yard, doing it purposefully as a way to move your body. It's a great way to look at it if you don't so much care for the structured exercise, right? Um, or maybe you're just like bored and lonely doing your exercises, right? If you're a really social person, find a way to use that in how you're going to be exercising. Meet with a friend to work out or join a class. That can be a great way to kind of get in your social time. Um, join a running club. I know people who love that, but that has the added bonus of holding you accountable for actually exercising, right? And if you absolutely have no idea what you might like, that might be worth a gym membership. 
even if it's just for a month or two, to try out some different things. Most gyms, when you sign up, will give you um, some sessions with a personal trainer as part of the package. And that's a great opportunity to talk about different ways of working out. That Then you could you know, meet up with somebody who's knowledgeable about different approaches to fitness and find what you like. If you're not all that experienced with it, how can you know what you like? Try some different things. Try you know, walking exercises, interval training, push-ups, doing body weight exercises, actually using weights, using machines, whatever it is. There's so many different things that you could possibly do. So um, signing up for a gym, even though I'm not a fan of going to the gym myself, I, that is one way that I really would recommend even a non-gym person kind of try out a number of different things and, and get access to somebody with a little bit of knowledge and training in different approaches to fitness. All right. So maybe you don't like your workouts. All right. If that's the case, solve it address it. Don't let it just dwindle away into nothing. You got to replace it with something else. All right. Number four reason why perhaps you are giving up on exercise is that you're in pain. It hurts. Maybe you're injured. Are you injured? Sometimes we don't want to admit it. I, I did this. I ran with a stress fracture in my foot, multiple stress fractures in my left foot for an entire springtime once because it, yeah, it hurt. Uh, I didn't want to admit it hurt. And um, I was running on it anyway. And by the time I finally got to the doctor, he's like, oh, what the heck? Like, Stay off of this foot, you idiot. <laughs> and uh, that was really hard for me. That was hard for me to hear. Um, but are you trying to kind of work through pain? For sure. Like we said, exercise hurts in some ways. It's uncomfortable in some ways. But you know when it's kind of an injury pain, maybe even it's just like a little tightness in a muscle or something, and you just try to push through it, uh, that becomes more painful. If you're injured like that, then it's time to get to a doctor. It's time to see what's going on there and address it so that you're not going to be tempted to avoid your workouts just because of pain, right? Working through the pain, unless a doctor has told you what you're experiencing is no big deal and you need to work through it, that's not something you should be working through, right? If you have swollen joints, um, I, I've talked a little bit before um, when we talked about exercising as a new mom, how I struggled with really painful joints when I tried to do high impact exercise like running um, while I was still having babies and nursing. Uh, and a doctor ended up telling me that just wasn't for me right then um, because my hormones had shifted to the point where they had loosened my joints so much. I was really prone to injury in that way. I'm no longer like that because I'm no longer always <laughs> pregnant and or nursing. Um, so my, my hormones are different. But take into account the fact that you're, you, what stage of life you're in, what else is going on for you? If you're going through menopause, if you're going through illness, if you're um, recovering from an injury, if you are breastfeeding, if you are pregnant or recently have been, these are things that you need to take into consideration and that can cause pain, can cause injury depending on the kind of workout you're choosing. So make sure whatever it is you're choosing to do on a regular basis makes sense for who you are and um, what stage of life you're in right now. Find a way to work around it. You know, like I already mentioned, a lot of uh, exercise videos where it's like a group that's working out with a leader, which is, you know, typical format for a lot of uh, exercise videos, uh, will have one person in the group who's doing an adapted version of the exercise. And that's really helpful. Um, I found that helpful when I've recovered from injuries in the past or when I'm just even getting over an illness to do kind of a lower version of the, a similar exercise is great. So um, if you're if you're in pain, and that's why you're avoiding working out, 
find a way to address that. It's not okay to, you know, just stop moving because you're injured or because you're, you're suffering through something that maybe you don't even want to get diagnosed. So take care of that. All right. Number five reason why perhaps you're tempted to give up exercise is that your workouts aren't balanced. We already talked about possibly you could be doing too much of a good thing, but also try to balance the intensity of your workouts. This is something that I find is really helpful in avoiding that kind of boredom factor or burnout factor. Imagine like going like a hundred miles per hour through your day, all day, every day as a mom, as a wife, as a teacher, as a worker, whatever it is you do during your days, uh, you would burn out, right? If you're at hundred percent capacity from for every waking moment of every day. Well, why do we attempt to do that in our exercise? It needs to be more balanced than that. Um, I really like workout programs that are set up um, to have rest days, first of all, but also to have some days um, that are more intense than others. When I make up my own programs and, you know, like I mentioned, alternating like strength training with cardio days, I will work in there some days that are easier, where it's a shorter workout, where it's a less intense workout. And I, I love to do that because first of all, it mixes it up a little bit. It adds more interest and it avoids that burnout. Like you can go into your workout that day saying, you know what? Today's an easier day. I can handle this. And it feels great. And then it also feels great on the days where you're asking yourself to push a little more, where it's a little bit harder, a little bit more challenging. You're feeling more ready to do that because your overall approach to working out is more balanced. But if you're out of balance, if you're trying to you know, run 10 miles every single day, you're going to burn yourself out. You need to balance that intensity. I like to think about what um, Gretchen Rubin, the author Gretchen Rubin, who I've mentioned before, she's um, author of The Happiness Project and a number of other books. Also, she's co-host of Happier, which is a, a fun podcast to listen to that I really do recommend. But one thing that she says, and she reminds us of it frequently, is what you do every day matters more than what you do once in a while. And I find that's a really helpful way to kind of develop healthy habits. With regard to exercise, especially, if you're, you know, if you're, if you're only working out really intensely um, once a week, that's, that's, you know, that's fine. That's nice. And that's worthwhile. But um, what if you could do something less intense, more regularly, m more days out of your week? Wouldn't that be more valuable? So what you do every day matters more than what you do just every once in a while. Okay. And the last way I want to mention that some of us get discouraged, the last way that you might be tempted to be giving up on exercise in this is the biggest one. I saved it for last because it's the biggest one. You might be feeling discouraged because you're not seeing results, right? If you went into the new year with a new exercise program regimen, thought I'm going to lose 25 pounds, whatever your goal is. Um, it's great to have goals like that, but be reasonable about what kinds of goals you're expecting. Um, you might get discouraged because you're not seeing, seeing the numbers on the scale shift. Like I've been doing this every day for three weeks straight and numbers aren't changing on the scale. So maybe if this is the case with you, and it's normal, we like to see results. That's encouraging, right? So maybe you need to be looking for different kinds of results. If you're not seeing great weight loss um, with whatever program you're doing, maybe think 
about your goals a little bit differently, set more reasonable goal. Um, because first of all, let me just say that I don't think scales are very helpful. I mean, they can be, it's one number, it's one measure, right? But um, you need to kind of qualify that with the fact that sometimes when you're beginning new workout programs, especially if you're building muscle on your body, you might gain some weight or you might lose some fat and gain some muscle and the numbers on the scale don't move, which feels discouraging. But isn't that a positive change you want in your body? Isn't that what you want to be doing? So maybe you should be looking at goals like um, how my clothes fit, right? That Maybe that's a way that you can kind of gauge how your body might be changing and responding to regular exercise, how your clothes fit, measuring inches on your body, measuring around your waist or, um, you know, measuring around your thighs or wherever it is that you're, you're hoping to see change in your body. Also, I want to encourage you to think more about the reasons why we might want to exercise long-term. For many of us, it is, I want to lose the weight. I want to look great, right? But beyond that, because you know what? Those goals will only serve you for a very short term. It's, it's, it's shallow and it's uh, as much as it can be motivating and it's fine. It is fine to be motivated by that. But in the end, you want to be looking for more long-term things, long-term benefits from regular exercise. What 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 are the things you want? Like, do you do you just want to be taking better care of your body, being a good steward of the body that God gave you? Um, see if there's a way you can recognize that you're accomplishing that through your daily exercise program. Maybe you can notice how much easier it is to keep up with your kids because you're gaining in strength. Maybe just notice how strong you are, how strong you feel, how those workouts that you did, you know, for the first time three or four weeks ago now don't feel so hard. That isn't because the workouts got easier. That's because you got stronger. You got better. You're improving. Or how about just taking note of how you feel? Do you feel more confident? Do you feel more energized in your day? Do you feel happier and more satisfied that you're doing good things with your time and taking care of yourself? Do you feel good about the fact that you're investing in your long-term health and that you're going to be around to see your kids have kids, perhaps? Something along those lines. I think switching your mindset away from the scale, especially, um, can be really helpful because it's not always going to show up there, especially if you're adding muscle to your body and your muscles are sore. Um, your body's going to be retaining a lot of water. That's just a fact. And that's a healthy, normal part of the process of gaining muscle is that water retention. And that's going to show up on the scale as weight, right? It all looks the same. All looks the same to the scale, whether it's water, whether it's fat, whether it's muscle. So I really want to encourage you to set different kinds of goals, different ways of measuring your success and seeing your achievement. We all do need to see that we're accomplishing something, especially if we're doing something very difficult. It's encouraging to see ways that we're progressing. But um, maybe even this has worked for me in the past, just keeping track on a little calendar, you know, marking off the days that you exercised or writing down which exercises you did gives you a sense of accomplishment and achievement. And you can look back on it and feel proud of what you've accomplished. And that has nothing to do with what the numbers on a scale say, right? So, keeping that in mind, consider it more of a long-term project. We all like instant results, but things that are really worthwhile doing are worthwhile doing in the long-term. Little bits every day, 
over a long period of time. That's how you see the results, right? I like to think of, I remember once I heard an, an author uh, speaking once, and he was talking about how small changes can really add up to big changes in the long term. Um, so like the, he was he was likening it to a, a large ship and how the tiniest little shift in steering of a large ship over the course of many miles makes a huge difference in the direction that ship is traveling, right? So making the tiniest little shifts in the direction of what you're doing with regard to your health and fitness goals can make a big difference in the long term, but you, you don't see that immediately. So don't be looking for that immediate gratification, which really is meaningless in the end, right? We could all go on a crash diet and lose, you know, five to 10 pounds of water weight in a short time. Big deal. You're going to gain it back the minute you finally hydrate your body again, right? So don't think about it in terms of that. Think about it in terms of how, you know, how you feel about your body and what your actual goals are in the long term with regard to your health and fitness and um, focus on the kinds of results you can see there. Okay. So those are my six thoughts about why perhaps, Grace, you are giving up on exercise, tempted to skip your workouts. Maybe it's one of those reasons. Or uh, maybe another listener out there is hearing this and you have a different excuse, <laughs> a different reason why you're tempted to skip your workouts. I'd love to hear your feedback. I'd love to share it on a future show. So you can always email me, danielle at daniellebean.com or uh, send me a voicemail that way. Just record a voice memo on your phone and you can send it along to me, danielle at daniellebean.com. Connect with me on social media. Connect with me on Voxer. If you have the Voxer app, that fun app for sharing voicemails with friends and family, Connect with me on Voxer. You can use the link that's always in the show notes for the Girlfriends Podcast at ascensionpress.com. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back after this little break. And if you're looking for a way to learn more about your Catholic faith, I invite you to check out the Ascension Presents YouTube channel. You're going to find tons of free videos featuring Catholic presenters like Matt Frad, Leah Darrow, Jackie Bobby Angel, and Emily Wilson. Go to youtube.com slash ascension presents. That's youtube.com slash ascension presents. And if you like what you see, please share and subscribe. Welcome back. Um, I shared feedback at the beginning of the show with that uh, question from Grace. So I'm not going to share more feedback now, but I did want to mention um, I used to be in the habit of letting you know where I'm going to be in the coming weeks. Um, and I've kind of gotten out of the habit of doing that. So I want to get back in the habit of doing that. And to get us started, I want to share that on uh, Saturday, February 23rd, I am going to be giving my Your Worth It retreat in Virginia Beach, Virginia. So this is going to be at the Catholic Church of St. Mark. And um, I will have a link as soon as I can get one from the hosts there. Um, I hope to get that before this publishes and share that with you in the show notes at ascensionpress.com. If you're anywhere in that area of Virginia Beach, Virginia, February 23rd, I'd love for you to come out and experience the You're Worth It retreat. I love sharing this retreat with women. If you don't happen to be in that area, I've got other dates that are coming up that I'll be sharing with you in the coming weeks. Or if you'd like to invite me or explore the opportunity of inviting me to come to your community to either give a retreat or to speak. Um, I give retreats now on the two different themes of my two different books. So I have a Your Worth It retreat that's based on the stories of women in the New Testament, based on my book, You're Worth It. Then I have my new 
newest retreat, which is You Are Enough. And that retreat is based on my newest book, You Are Enough, What Women of the Bible Teach You About Your Mission and Worth, available from ascensionpress.com. If you're interested in any of those retreats or just finding out more information about what might be involved in inviting me to come to your community, I would love to connect with you. I would love to come and meet the women of your community. I would love to come and learn from the women in your community. And I would love to share with them the lessons that we can learn from women in the Bible, especially through uh, the retreats that I offer. So you can go to daniellebean.com forward slash retreat and find out more information about how you can fill out a little form there. Tell me about what you have in mind, even if it's very basic, even if you're just exploring this idea, we can connect in that way and get a conversation started. I love working with people from all walks of life and from all areas of the country. So don't be shy to connect with me, daniellebean.com forward slash retreat. And that's all the time we have for this week, but I want to thank you for spending this time with me here today. It truly is meaningful to me that you take the time out of your busy week to listen to what I have to share here, to be a part of the community of those of us sharing here at Girlfriends. If you'd like to extend that community, extend your involvement in our community here at Girlfriends, you can join us in our Facebook group, which is a closed group on Facebook. So it's private. What we share in there is just between us, other friends of yours or family members or whatever on Facebook can't see what you're sharing in there, what you're talking about in there, what questions you might be asking, what you might be bringing to the group, unless they also are members of the Girlfriends Podcast Facebook group. So if you're not a member, the way you do it is you need to request to join. So go to facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash girlfriends podcast and ask to become a member. And I've been approving people as we go so far. We have no troubles, no spammers, no creepy weirdos in there. (laughs) We're really just enjoying having the opportunity to have access to one another and talk about the things that are going on in our lives. Talk about our plans for Lent. Talk about our spiritual challenges. Ask for prayer support. So if you'd like to be a part of that, we'd love to have you join us. So go to facebook.com slash group slash girlfriends podcast. If you can't remember that link, it's always linked up in the show notes at ascensionpress.com for every episode of the Girlfriends Podcast. But in the meantime, I want to thank you for being here. Thank you for being a part of what I do here at Girlfriends. It's really meaningful to me that you are a part of this community of women. Thanks for being here. And until next time, I hope you enjoy your day and God bless your week. Girlfriends is a collaboration between daniellebean.com and Ascension, the leader in Catholic faith formation. 